0: Hi, I'm Pastor Corey, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that path. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Would you please join me now in our prayer for illumination found in your bulletin, or the words will be on your screen. Let us pray together. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 36 through 48. And the scripture reads, while they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy, they were, they were disbelieving and still wondering He said to them, "'Have you anything here to eat?' They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, "'These are my words that I spoke to you "'while I was still with you, "'that everything written about me in the law of Moses, "'the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled.' Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, "'Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer "'and to rise from the dead on the third day.' and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together. Gracious and holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts Be pleasing in your sight, God our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, church, Christ is risen. risen. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Easter. (laughs) Thank you. You can respond. After all, it is still Easter. We might have seen the empty tomb and stuffed ourselves full of peeps and breakfast casseroles and hunted Easter eggs a couple of weeks back on Easter Sunday. But the Easter season actually lasts about seven weeks in the liturgical calendar. So yes, we are not even halfway done with Easter. In other words, Jesus is on the loose and we can't help but bump into him. And we see that today in the passage read for us from Luke. These verses are part of the resurrection account of the walk or the road to Emmaus that you might be familiar with. Earlier in this chapter in Luke, the gospel writer describes the burial and resurrection of Jesus. And on the same day, Luke says, two of Jesus's followers, Cleophas and an unnamed disciple, are headed towards a village called Emmaus that was about seven miles away from Jerusalem. Now, it's not clear why they were leaving Jerusalem on Easter Sunday of all days, but there they go. And there Jesus is to meet them. These disciples don't recognize Jesus immediately. As they are recounting and discussing the events of the day and of the past couple of days, Jesus interrupts them to join the conversation, but seemingly with no knowledge of what has been happening in Jerusalem that day. And I imagine that these two disciples give themselves a side eye of like, hello, who are you and how are you leaving Jerusalem and you have no idea what has happened here today and in the past days? Now, obviously, we know that this is Jesus and we know Jesus isn't just playing stupid. So as they continue walking, Jesus begins to teach these disciples, these followers directly from the scriptures or what we know as the Old Testament. And the disciples still don't get it they still don't recognize who is in their presence, who this person is that is walking with them to Emmaus. And it isn't until they reach Emmaus that they finally, finally realize. It isn't until they sit down to eat dinner with Jesus, this unknown, weary traveler, who was actually just going to keep on walking until they invited him in to eat, that they sat down and Jesus blessed and broke bread in their presence, and finally their eyes were opened to who was with them, who was in their midst. It was in communion and fellowship that Jesus' presence was made known to these disciples. Now, I imagine the disciples probably feel a little silly that it took them this long to recognize that it was Jesus who was eating with them. I know I would, and I'm sure you all would too, But nonetheless, now they know, and now they are eager to spread the news. Surprise, surprise, Jesus showed up just like he said he would. So they have to go and tell the disciples. And that's where we find ourselves today. In the scripture that was just read, Jesus has shown up to Cleophas and his road trip partner on the road to Emmaus, and now he's showing up to the whole bunch of disciples So the disciples show up and they're telling, they're so excited about meeting Jesus on the road. And Cleophas and his friend are telling about what happened, and Jesus shows up again. Peace be with you, he greets them. And you would imagine that the proper response might be something along the lines of, and also with you, Jesus. But no, of course, in classic disciple fashion, there they stand, mouths gaping, eyes in awe. They can't believe that it's Jesus. It couldn't be, right? They probably thought the Cleophas was just pulling their legs. They stand in complete doubt as Jesus stands right before them. So then, in classic Jesus fashion, he calls out their doubts. He puts out his hands as proof that it is really him, almost as if he was expecting to have to do so, almost as if he was expecting their doubt. Touch me, for a ghost does not have flesh and bone as you see that I have, Jesus says. And even that doesn't do the trick. Jesus is literally standing face to face with these friends of his who have been with him in his ministry day in and day out, for three years, and some of whom even know how those holes were placed in his hands. They witnessed it, and still they don't understand who is standing before them. A ghost? Like, really? So, as we have seen Jesus do many times in his ministry, and as he will continue to do in his resurrection appearances, Jesus is hungry. He wants to eat something. So he asks, have you anything to eat? And the disciples give him fish. And it seems like, again, this is the moment that the disciples finally recognize who Jesus is. Not because he's alive, like he said he would be, and not because of the holes in his hands that he just put out for them to see. No, the disciples recognize him in a meal. They recognize him in fellowship Once again, it is in this kind of community and communion with his followers and his friends that the risen Christ shows up. And Jesus shows up in this fellowship with his disciples to prepare them for the call that he is reminding them of. And I definitely didn't flip my page, so we're going to go back. (laughs) So Jesus shows up in this communion and fellowship with his disciples. And the same is true for us today. It's when these disciples are gathered in Christ's presence and when we as the church are gathered together or those of us on the live stream are gathered with our families and friends at home, that is when we see and understand Jesus's presence most fully and most clearly. So Jesus is finishing his fish and I imagine he's thinking to himself, all right, I've got their attention now. I can't waste any more time. After all, Luke says that the disciples are still in disbelief despite their joy that Jesus has shown up. And so Jesus wants to get one last word in before he leaves or before this disbelief completely takes over the disciples' minds. And so Jesus teaches them yet again. Jesus opens the disciples' minds so that they might understand the scripture and confirms once again that everything written about him from the time of Moses in the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. That the the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And keep in mind, it is the third day. So why haven't they recognized him? He has risen from the dead. It's Easter Sunday still. But more than Jesus rising from the dead, what Jesus really wants these disciples to know and understand and to remember is that repentance and forgiveness of sins must be proclaimed in Jesus' name to all nations. And so Jesus gives this blessing and command. You are witnesses of these things. Now Jesus doesn't give an option here. He doesn't ask them to be witnesses, nor does he encourage them to do so just because he's the one asking. This is not some cliche advice from a friend who is trying to sheepishly affirm the disciples of who they are or who they should be. No, Jesus tells them who they are and who they will be. You are mine. You are my father's. You are witnesses. Go and live that call. In my name. And so Jesus shows up to be in fellowship with his disciples to prepare them for this call, to remind them of the call that they took on when they dropped their fishing nets years ago and joined as Jesus' followers. Jesus says to them, I am here, I am present among you, and I always will be, but it is your turn now to do my work you are my witnesses. There's only one right answer here. I'm not testing you. I'm not tricking you. Jesus couldn't be more clear to the disciples. Now that he is risen and will soon ascend to heaven, the disciples must carry on Christ's love and forgiveness by witnessing now, church, this is not just a story that we talk about and tell on this third Sunday of Easter just because it's in the lectionary, which is where I found it to preach on this morning. No, this story meant something for the disciples 2,000 years ago, and it means something for us today. As believers and followers of Christ, we are witnesses. Jesus says this to the disciples, and he says this to us, to us still We are witnesses because of our fellowship together, and it is in communion with one another as the body of Christ that we can witness to others outside of this body. This is how we share the good news that Christ calls us to, the good news of his love and his grace for the world. Church, you may be wondering about this witnessing thing. You may question if you are up for the job of being a witness, and if you are, how you might do that job well. But church, on this last Sunday at Orange, I'd like to encourage you and affirm you that you are already doing a fantastic job of witnessing. A little over a year ago, I was coming to worship at Orange, had been coming for a few weeks, and was beginning to have conversations with the staff about what it might look like for me to get more plugged in to this church body. Now, this was back when you could actually meet people at coffee shops. People was actually meeting in person, so I happened to stumble upon Pastor Adam after class one day in Dr. Grant Wacker's church history class, and I also had coffee with Pastor Corey to talk with her about what it might look like to... um, to join the life of this church. And both of the pastors had remembered me from worship and encouraged me that they would love to have me get more plugged in here at Orange. And I remember feeling very affirmed in my desire to serve and serve alongside and serve with this church. But little did I know, shortly after those conversations, weeks, months maybe, I got sent back home to Birmingham, Alabama to ride out COVID-19 with my family and later my cancer diagnosis. And a lot of my memory from that time is pretty blurry, but I do remember Pastor Corey reaching out to me, and letting me know that my name was going to be added to the prayer list here at Orange that would be sent out in the weekly emails and prayed over in this very sanctuary every week at worship. And you have no idea how much those prayers meant to me. So, church, you are witnesses this morning and before. You witnessed to me by praying over me before you even knew who I was. And that brought me immense comfort in a very difficult time. And then, next thing I know, I'm standing here at the pulpit reading the names on the prayer list and feeling a little bit weird that my name was still on there and that I was having to read it out loud. We've since passed that, but I also felt so grateful to finally be a part of this church family as the ministerial intern here at Orange. You welcomed me with open arms. You watched on the live stream for most of the year as I stumbled through announcements and scripture readings and calls to worship. And some of you, I believe in this room, even showed up outside of Sunday worship, on Zoom nonetheless, and struggled through Bible studies with me throughout the the year that I'm so grateful I got to be a part of. So church, you are witnesses to me and to the world. And just like Jesus commissions the disciples to proclaim repentance and forgiveness of sins through witnessing, this congregation has commissioned me to go out into the world to proclaim God's love and the good news of Jesus Christ wherever this ministry journey takes me. And for that, and for you, I am thankful. So would you bow your heads and pray with me? Gracious and loving God, I give you thanks once again for this day and for this congregation. Lord, thank you for the family here at Orange who so faithfully proclaims your name to each other and to the world around them. God, I give you thanks for the leadership here that has welcomed me in and allowed me to be a part of such a wonderful congregation, God. And may you give us now the strength and the courage to continue to proclaim your love and your grace to the world by witnessing. It's in Christ's name that I pray, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.